Rex. This is Marvel A Rex here. I know that I sound different. It's gonna be a weird eclipsy episode. I am not in my studio right now. I'm actually in good Scorpio fashion sitting on a toilet in a hotel room. The toilet lid is closed, so it's not quite as extreme as you may imagine, but it's close. We're here. This is what we're doing. We're looking at the energies this week of eclipse season. I'm really just going to talk about the eclipse basically the entire episode, but it's October 24th to October 30th, heading into Halloween, which is part of some of the crunchiest, most challenging energy of the year, folks. This is one of the most intense weeks of the year from an astrological perspective. Hopefully your lives are, you know, a little easier on the personal level, maybe a little bit more graceful. That's all we can hope for. I'm going to try to give some solid advice on how to navigate how intense this week is. Uh, <laughs> I think it's very fitting that I'm on a toilet uh, in a hotel room outside of my studio for this wild energy. It's just like perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Okay, so we're really, we're going to talk about the eclipse the entire episode. And I want to start off with what an eclipse actually is because I say it a lot and I have not explained it. So the eclipse deals with the lunar nodes, okay? And the moon, our moon, that, you know, moves around the earth, glides across an elliptical, okay? So it's, these are mathematical points, an elliptical. You can look it up. It's an astronomical turn, term. And it the elliptical is like a constant rotational path around the zodiac. Now, the orbit of the moon, the highs and lowest points, the highest and lowest points correspond with the lunar nodes, okay? So the south node is the lowest point, the north node is the highest point, and in Vedic astrology specifically, they really symbolize fate, uh, past and future, karmic pathways and dharmic destinies, okay? They're super, super accurate in terms of prediction. They are the most accurate predictive tool that I have found in my practice. That's how important they are. That's why eclipses are so important. So essentially what an eclipse is, is a new moon or a full moon that is close to the highest or lowest points of the elliptical, i.e. the north or south node. Now, there are total lunar eclipses, right? <clears throat> there are total solar eclipses. There are also partial solar and lunar eclipses, which means Partial means that it's far, it's not exactly near the exact point of the south, south or north node. It is within a wide orb for a solar. It means it's partial. It's like, you know, you're not quite, the intensity is not quite ramped up to 11 and a half. The intensity is more at like a nine. So this eclipse that's happening on October 25th is happening at two degrees of Scorpio, and it is a partial solar eclipse because the node, the south node in Scorpio is currently, I believe, at, let's take a peek, uh, looks to me to be 13 degrees of Scorpio. So we're in a very wide orb. That's 11 degree orb. It just means that things are going to be intense on October 25th, and really some of the most intense astrology we've seen between October 25th and November 8th However, it is also not the most intense it can be. All this to say is that big changes are coming. They're just not like as scary as the chart indicates <laughs> in other areas. Like if this was a total solar eclipse, I would be like, wow, buckle up and maybe buckle up across all aspects of your body. And for this one, I'm just like, 
I think you're going to survive the roller coaster, and it's going to be seriously a wild ride. Now, this October 25th date, which is, for everybody's um, information, a Tuesday, this solar eclipse, partial solar eclipse, so kind of turned down on the intensity, is going to be building up to a total lunar eclipse on November 8th in at 15 degrees of Taurus. All of this means is that this moment is prepping us for a much more intense, activated period of time between November 5th and November, um, safely November like 14th. So the November 8th is a really, really, really intense date astrologically. It is perhaps, in my opinion, one of the most, if not the most intense day of 2022. For everyone in the United States, this literally is election day. Um, you just can't make this crap up. Like, you just can't make it up. Uh, I don't know if there is some sort of astrological cabal in the... <laughs> I'm not going to try to create conspiracy theories here, but this is just like... Uh, the timing of it is, is wow. Um, I think we live in a matrix. We do live in a matrix. So that November 8th, we will get to, but I just want you to know in your personal life that whatever's happening around October 25th, you're entering the mouth of the dragon, which will then excrete you from its bowels on November 8th. So these two dates are linked. It's important to remember that whatever is beginning on October 25th, we'll see some sort of faded or destined culmination on November 8th in the micro sense. Eclipses last for about six months. These ones, their effects can last for six months or can take six months to really work out until the next set of eclipses. But these eclipses happening in the fixed signs of Scorpio and Taurus mean that these changes are very likely long-term, lasting like literally decades beyond this moment, because both of these signs, when they actually decide to make a change, they make a change for the long-term. That's the whole point. This, if, if you were perhaps resisting change in April and May of 2022, this October 25th and November 8th timeline is going to kick your ass into high gear and just force you to make the changes. That's why this will probably feel particularly intense to any folks with Scorpio, Taurus, Leo, or Aquarius placements, especially those at two degrees or 15 degrees. So if you know that you have planets or or like your rising or even like sensitive points like your midheaven or IC at two degrees or 15 degrees, of the fixed signs, this is going to be like just huge psychic chiropractic. Now for other water signs like Pisces or Cancer or other earth signs like Capricorn or Virgo, these are actually quite supportive eclipses. So the changes can be like really pleasantly surprising, albeit there is something we're all collectively, no matter your uh, chart, we're all being asked to collectively let go of something. That's what Scorpio is. Scorpio and the South Node are like a drain. The South Node is a drain. It, it's always like pulling water away from the tub. And Scorpio is also about releasing things from the bowels. That's why me sitting on a toilet is so appropriate for this episode. Because, you know, Scorpio is all about releasing the muck, releasing the trauma, releasing the pain, releasing the discomfort through feeling the discomfort, through feeling the pain. So, um, you know, not to go too deep into the metaphor, but like the uncanniness of excreting our, vow our bowels is very scorpionic. And that's exactly what October 25th is asking us to do. It is saying like, look, here's a profound new beginning. 
because all new moons, even solar eclipses, are like karmic. A, a solar eclipse is a karmic new beginning. So we're all being offered something new at this juncture. So please keep your eyes out for whatever's coming in. And also, because the south node is present and it's a solar eclipse, the south node acting as a vacuum or a drain is saying for you to have the new faded beginning, you have to let go of generally any of the themes that fall in your Scorpio house. So if you know your rising sign, this is an excellent uh, like marker for where your Scorpio house is and therefore what you're really being asked to release, okay? Um, I might actually go through the 12 signs really briefly and just talk about what people are being asked to release. So Scorpio rising or Scorpio sun, you're being asked to release a core essential part of your identity. This is very challenging for the Scorpios, this eclipse. And also because Venus is there, she's the planet of love, beauty, gifts, money. She's basically saying like, look, Scorpios, if you let this thing go that you know is no longer serving you, which is probably some sort of emotional addiction or emotional blockage or physical, like literal addiction, there's wealth on the other side for you, whether that's spiritual wealth or literal wealth, they're always connected. Uh, there is some sort of blessing on the other side for Scorpios if they're willing to let go of the thing that they know they need to let go of. Uh, this likely is trauma blocked in the body or energy blocked in the body for Scorpio risings. It can also be health-related stuff, so just keep that in mind for all the Scorpios. For Sages, Sag risings are experiencing Sag, Sag suns and Sag risings are experiencing this in their twelfth house. It's an, an uncomfortable place for a solar eclipse in the sense that the twelfth house is hidden. So you can't quite see a new moon in the 12th house. So Sagittarius's may feel very uncomfortable during this period of time because they are feeling like they can't quite control what's happening around them or they can't quite see or, or place the discomfort that they're experiencing on a deep unconscious level. Your dreams could be extra activated during this period of time, Sagittarius's, and it really is about releasing any karmic debts that are often like spiritual or addictions or things that you do that are private, that people don't see, that you know you need to let go of. Often this can feel like a spiritual reset for the Sages. It may feel particularly lonely or insulated. So just keep that in mind. I know that Sagittarius's don't like to feel lonely, but this may be a time where you're, you are asked to sit deep in your loneliness. And through that process of sitting in the discomfort of your loneliness, Venus gives you a gift and says, Here's a brand new emotional slate for you deep in your unconscious. Okay, Capricorns, this is a little bit of an easier eclipse for you. It's happening in the 11th house, which I find to be lovely. Uh, this means that you are having access to new friends, networks, communities, the internet, social media, in a way that like, you know, you will have to let go of something in those areas, but you will be given a gift or might be able to monetize something through those areas, whether it is networking, social media, the internet, um, astrology as well falls under the 11th house, as well as older siblings. So there could be some like interesting, you know, dreams come true. I really like this energy for Capricorn Risings. Um, Y'all work so damn hard for it. So you deserve a little bit of love from your community, you know, just keep in mind who you're socializing with during this period of time. They're here to help you make your dreams come true. Much nicer, easier eclipse for the Capricorns. Um, then Aquarius, this is happening in your 10th house. This is a huge career moment and or public persona moment. This also can do with marriage partners. 
um, people that you're planning on getting married to. Um, there is some sort of new beginning that's happening here. It likely is coming with a little bit of a loss or having to let go of either some sort of like idea around marriage, public persona, or career to make room for a new vision that is ultimately blessed because Venus is there and there's ultimately more enjoyment, fulfillment, or money involved. But it's gonna, whew, it's coming with a little bit of a heavy loss for the for the um, Aquariuses. Aquariuses are gonna be feeling particularly challenged because Saturn's there in Aquarius right now, making us feel like, oh wow, like this is a really big lift. Okay, Pisces. This is a little bit easier for the Pisces. They're having this uh, solar eclipse in their ninth house, uh, foreign travel, higher education, um, publishing, writing, marketing, media easier, you know, like could be a long distance trip that Pisces rising go on. Uh, Pisces suns also could be going on a long distance trip, could be publishing something, but there's something about it that feels uncomfortable. That's the Scorpio aspect is that there is something like maybe you do get to travel somewhere or you get to publish something or go get a degree, but it's not exactly on your terms or you're going to have to let go of some sort of vision around it that you thought was exactly how you wanted it. And you realize, oh gosh, it's not exactly how I wanted it and also I'm going on this trip. It's faded, it's karmic, so just like take your like let yourself expand, Pisces. Let yourself expand into whatever is being offered to you at this moment. For Aries, this is definitely a little bit more of a challenging um yeah, this is challenging for the Aries. It's happening in the 8th house, so it's an 8th house solar eclipse. It's out of sign for you, so there's a lot of adjustment required for the Aries rising and Aries suns. You're really being asked to look at how you um, come together with others in a very intimate, deep, and perhaps financial way. So debts could be um, coming up here. It's for you to look at. And on the flip side is like if you are able to look through and face the discomfort with courage around whatever sort of enmeshment is happening for you, Aries, there is a lot of love, relationships, romance, and perhaps money on the other side of this. You have to be willing to like go with whatever is being presented to you right now in a way where you don't destroy it. Aries have a particular desire to destroy things that they don't understand very quickly because they're like, I don't want to deal with it. It's done. Take your time with it. Feel the depth of it. And there is a treasure waiting for you at the end of this um untangling that you're doing with another person or committing to another person in a, pro in a profound way that scares you, but ultimately leads to a lot of wealth, spiritual or emotional or financial at the end of it. For Tauruses, for Taurus suns and Taurus risings, this is a seventh house, woo, seventh house solar eclipse in Scorpio. This is, you know, really intense for both Tauruses and Scorpios as the two signs that are really being directly impacted by the solar eclipse. For Tauruses, this is a brand new clean slate in the area of your most intimate relationships. So the, like the five people that you're closest to, maybe the four people that you're closest to, including intimate partners, parents, and perhaps like best friends or lovers, people that you are very, very intimate with. You're having a clean slate moment here, but there is a drain, right? There is like the draining energy of the South Node that's saying, release your old relationship to these people. This is a clean slate. Tauruses don't really like to change their relationships to people. They like them to stay the same. So this will be challenging for the Tauruses. But if you are, if you go with the flow, especially with Uranus there, and experiment with new ways of relating to your closest people, Venus is there to kiss you and bless you and to say, like, look, 
there is good here, there is wealth here. You just have to really be flexible with how your most intimate relationships are changing. Gemini rising and Gemini suns are having this fall in their sixth house of work, daily routines, health, and small pets. So there's changes there. There's a brand new restart for the Gemini risings. Uh, there could be a health-related issue that's really cropping up either with you or with someone very close to you. Um, this is something that feels very hard at the beginning, but there is some sort of uh, long, there's a longer term like wealth here. This is what Venus is doing. Venus is like, look, there. this isn't going to end terribly, but it may be very challenging in terms of changing the routine in the moment. You're going to be asked to change your daily routine profoundly during this period of time, precisely due to some sort of like unexpected health thing or um, yeah, some sort of loss or perceived loss in the daily routine or health of yourself or someone close to you. It is definitely a time to watch any health stuff and be take it very, very seriously for the Gemini risings and Gemini suns. Okay, and then Cancer. Uh, this is I, this is one that I look at all the time for myself. Cancer risings are having a fifth house. This is definitely like the Capricorns, a much easier and perhaps blessed or, yeah, just more graceful solar eclipse. It's happening in your fifth house of joy, creativity, inner child, children, gambling, creative projects. So the fifth house is kind of nice to have a solar eclipse in. It is in Scorpio, right? There is going to be some challenging letting go, some releasing that has to happen. But overall, this looks like a new beginning for cancers in terms of how they experience joy, how they experience creative endeavors of any kind, and uh, maybe a healing of the inner child. But the inner child wound will be, uh, the inner child wound or the ability to experience joy will be challenged by that south node that says, release the final, the finality of your trauma, inner child trauma let it go so that you can experience a deeper level of joy and spontaneity and creativity going forward. Okay, we're almost done. We're almost done. Uh, Leo is experiencing this in their fourth house. This is your house of home. So Leos are experiencing a brand new beginning in their home. A lot of Leos will be moving, literally, like moving real estate, buying new houses or renting a new place. This could be uncomfortable for Leos. Uh, there could be a massive change in the home. I don't think this is going to be the easiest moment for the Leo Risings. They're really going to have to make some massive adjustments. And Leos like to feel like the king or queen of their home. So this, this fourth house solar eclipse, which is saying like new place, new beginning, or new dynamics in the home, is going to really aggravate the feeling of like, look, I'm the king over here. But because Venus is co-present, there is something really, really long-term uh, blessed about this new move. Wherever you're going to, there's some sort of like reward at the end as long as Leos can be calm and just suss out the changes, take time to experience the new place wherever it is, um, and know that a lot of things may change for Leos right now, but that it is literally psychic chiropractic. It's supposed to be happening for them. Okay. Virgos and then Libras are last. Okay, we're almost there. So Virgos are having a third house solar eclipse. This is an easier eclipse for the Virgos, Virgo risings. This is about the way you communicate. This is also your daily environment, neighborhood, and siblings. So any of those places could be undergoing a massive restart. You could be just like commuting to a new job and it takes you to a different part of town or a different part of your neighborhood. 
It could also be that you are starting like any sort of social media or communications endeavor that feels really good. Um, there is some sort of uncomfortability because of the south node being there and Venus being in her detriment. So there is something where you're like, ooh, I have to drive to this part of town, but it's kind of, it takes a long time or I, I'm uncomfortable by the change of routine. Virgos really like a fixed, like a, a, a clear routine and it may not feel clear. It may be an adjustment that the Virgos have a hard time with, but because Venus is there, there is just trust this change in your routine, Virgo. Trust the change in how you communicate, etc. Um, trust, trust the change in the way that you are, you know, learning how to move about the world differently. And then finally, last but not least, the Libras are experiencing a second house solar eclipse. So this one's pretty clear, straightforward. Libras are going to have a rebirth in their money house and also their self-esteem house. So Libras, you're really working on like how much you're worth, how much your time is worth. This could be a beautiful rebirth for all the Libra suns and Libra risings where they just say like, look, this is what I actually deserve to be paid or this is a new endeavor where I make this much kind of money. However, because the South Node's there, you may take a financial loss at the top of this experience, but you will make more money in the long term. Again, I'm done with the wheel. Like every this, what I'm about to say doesn't just apply to Libras. Every single sign, whatever change is happening for you around October 25th to November 8th, is FATED faded and is for your long term like benef benefit, okay? Venus is there. She's there. She's right literally like you can't make this up. The sun, moon, and Venus are almost all at the same exact degree. I mean, they are. They're at the same exact degree. They're at two degrees of Scorpio, and they're all within minutes of each other. I mean, this is just wild bananas. So she wants to help out. She's not in the strongest sign, but she wants to help out here. And it's, again, she'll help out in the long run, but the beginning of this eclipse experience may feel very uncomfortable for a lot of folks, especially the Scorpio, Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius folks, and the fire and air signs may be having a hard time as well here. Um, the people who are going to have the easiest times are probably like Cancers, Virgos, Capricorns, and um, uh, Pisces. Those will be the signs that have an easier time with this eclipse. It's just not impacting them as, as uncomfortably. But again, Scorpio is, you know what, there's so much to say about Scorpio. Scorpio really is like the bowels, it's the genitals, it rules a taboo region of the body. There is a discomfort archetypally associated with Scorpio. The moon herself as a luminary is very uncomfortable in this sign because it's a very deep sign that's ruled by Pluto. I talked about Pluto last week. Pluto is not an easy planet to deal with. It's the underworld. It's just like where things go bump in the night. So the moon doesn't really want to be there. She wants to feel easeful and nurtured and like things aren't too complicated. She wants to move quickly through a sign. And when she moves into Scorpio, she has to go into the underworld. She has to answer to Pluto. So this October 25th date on Tuesday, all week, we could actually feel some degree of feeling like we're thrust into the underworld. Now, for some of us, this is going to feel like a very deep throw. We're going to be falling and falling and falling. And wherever we land, Venus is there. So this is the interesting thing. Venus is there. Now, she's answering to the North Node, and she's answering to... Well, no, no, let's see. She's in Scorpio. Venus is in Scorpio. So the North Node and Uranus are answering to her, and she is answering to Mars in Gemini. 
not, yeah, not, mm -mm, mm -mm, it's just not the most comfortable. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I wish Mars was in a better position to help her, but he's really not in a great position. So he's, he's about to station retrograde on Halloween this almost the same week, Monday of the following week. And so he's not in a great spot. So basically there isn't a lot of support right now. So a lot of people could feel like they're in free fall. I'm going to title that up. This is, this is the episode title free fall. A lot of people could feel like they're in free fall. However, there is, you know, if it makes anybody feel better, if you do perceive yourself to be in free fall this week or next week, leading up to the November 8th date, know that Venus is there and that the landing is actually like um, a ball pit for little kids, right? You know, when you go to like a, a, a McDonald's and there's a ball pit, there is a ball pit here, but your ego may not perceive the ball pit for like several months. So you may feel like some area of your life is in free fall and there is a ball pit. It's just not going to be in sight for you to land in for a minute, okay? Again, this is really going to impact the fixed signs, which are Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, and Taurus. This is really the signs who are going to feel the most like their life is changing and taking a pivot in a way that could feel like a free fall. Now, because Venus is such a heavy hitter, and she really is, again, like at the exact same degree as the sun and the moon, because she's such a heavy hitter in this solar eclipse, the thing to know about Venus for all, you know, just very simply is that she rules relationships. She rules our relationship to others, love, romance, creativity, the arts, and money. Okay, those are her domains. Because she's so activated by this solar eclipse on October 25th, we can expect like dynamics that are shifting in our relationships, our relationship to love in our lives, what we truly value, where we place our value, and anything to do with money. Now, on a collective global level, you know, we can expect honestly a lot of turbulence in the market over the next two, three weeks, and honestly, because it's an eclipse cycle, six months. Uh, I, yeah, so that's the collective stuff. We're going to be seeing stuff. Scorpio rules the stock market, so Scorpio, this is the eclipse in Scorpio. There's going to be some really, really turbulent uh energy in the stock market. That is to be expected. It looks particularly challenging right around the election. So just keep that in mind. For each and every one of us, we may have feelings in our personal lives of either, you know, a lot of us may feel a lack, like we don't have enough or we don't have what we need or we're giving too much or receiving too much uh, in our lives. So there will be some sort of imbalance or perceived imbalance in the idea of giving and receiving, whether that's love or money, during this time. All that this time is, like if I was to give practical advice, look, there's going to be lots of external changes for a lot of people. The thing to keep in mind is that if you take things slowly and witness things at this time, just witness and give yourself time and space to process there will be so much useful information that comes about and is illuminated after the light is blocked by the eclipses. Eclipses are these moments where like thing, the, inner, the light literally gets eclipsed or blocked, right? Between the three luminary bodies, the sun, earth, and the moon. When it gets unblocked, there's so much new information available after the blockage has, has released. So I wouldn't really 
jump to any conclusions about this period of time until late November, early December, it'll be a lot more clear at that period of time, okay, this is what I truly value. These are, these are the ways that I'm relearning how to love or relearning how to earn income or relearning how to um, come together with another person. These are all Scorpio themes and all Taurus themes. Um, we may desire, uh, we may decide during this period of time or be revealed to, it may be revealed to us around this time that like, look, our heart no longer wants this thing. And that can be hard or our, our heart no longer wants to be involved in a certain dynamic. Um, we may find that our heart is ready to open and move into an, a new chapter. These are all Venus things, relationships, like this is massive breakup energy. It's also like massive, we're going to be together for a long time energy. It's, it's aware, it's like breakthroughs, breakthroughs that are, provide clarity, but the clarity will likely be later in November or even December. Now, a lovely thing you can do during this eclipse, I don't recommend doing a lot of witchcraft unless you feel very, very confident about your abilities. I don't, I don't recommend doing very heavy ritual during eclipses. I really do see it as a time to let go and let God and to just be very present. And also like a detective, like take notes, like audit your life. Like I keep a, a, a journal where I write down events that happen throughout the day. Of course, I look at it with the transits because I'm like a scientist gathering notes. But I think it's a great time to be a scientist gathering notes in your life, especially around Venus-ruled things like love, relationships, friendships, money, um, what you value, your self-esteem. Okay, All of those things, like taking notes around this time and then looking back at your notes over the last month when we get to December will be really probably profound for a lot of folks. So it's a good time to just be open, take notes, and let whatever changes come, like you can greet them with like, wow, what a pleasure. This is so uncomfortable and like, oh my gosh, I'm, this is probably some eclipse stuff. Wow. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm being asked to change and expand my heart in this place and it's really painful. Like that's very scorpionic and that's exactly what's happening right now. If you shift your perspective going in, it can be really like a lot more easy to ride the wave if you come in with the idea of like, wow, pause, what a pleasure. Like, whoo, taking a deep breath. I'm activated. I'm going to breathe until my body's less activated. And what a pleasure to be changing in this way. So writing it down can be very grounding. Talking it out with a very close friend during this period of time and just like, you know, call up a friend, phone a friend and say like, hey, this is what my week was like, you know, right? At the end of this week, be like, these are all the things that happened. Like, can you just hear me out? I don't even need advice. Can you just hear me out? It isn't really a big time to try to like control the changes or pivot your life. A lot of people feel like they're gonna have to, they're gonna want to like step in and like stop the hands of fate and like really try to take charge of their life during this time. It's the exact opposite thing to do during eclipses. It's a beautiful, profoundly humbling time of the year to just be like, oh, I don't know what the hell's going on right now. This is crazy. Like, I'm, I'm going to just let it be. I'm going to, like, watch this happen. I'm not going to be a doormat, but I'm also, like, going to be like, what do, if you keep your eyes on the prize, which is, like, where you want to be creating and moving towards and where, like, the higher version of yourself is, if you can keep your eyes on the prize while taking notes as to what's happening and look at those as whatever's happening as gifts towards your evolution, towards your personal evolution, that is the right way to proceed, okay? A lot of folks are going to be asked to kind of get out of their own way during this period of time. 
if you accept what's happening as they, it's happening, new births can happen in the areas of inspiration, new ideas, new creative ideas. Scorpio is extremely fertile. It's a very sexual and libidinal sign. It rules the gonads, as I said earlier. So a lot of folks can feel like a renewed sexual or tantric energy. A lot of folks can have a new creative project come in that they're just like, this is it. This gets my blood pumping and my nads going. Uh, <laughs> like this is really fertile. You just kind of have to get out of your own way. And you getting out of your own way is more so like your old self because Scorpio is the Phoenix energy, your old self that's burning down, you have to let it go. And then the new little baby bird that's born is like, I want to experience this new thing. So there is new beginnings and we have to let ourselves burn down through this process. Not a time to rush. Not a time, no, not a time to rush ever with Scorpio and Taurus. Let yourself burn to the ground safely. I, I mean that with a lot of love and a lot of safety. Safety boundaries, that's the, that's the Saturn part in Aquarius. Let yourself burn down. And then in, you know, late November, early December, go towards that thing that gets your heart pumping, that gets your, like, stomach butterflies, that makes you feel alive. That's the beauty of Scorpio is that Scorpio's like, let's go for the depth of experience. Let's feel the whole thing. Let's get really, really, really passionate about something. I would overall recommend that this is an, a time to stay open to what comes in. Use this time to recharge, protect, and nourish your body, mind, soul, okay? Keep things gentle. Focus your intention and your attention on Venus, okay, which is about heart expansion, which is about relationships. This is a huge focus on relationships. A, profound focus on like who are the people you love in your life how do those souls feed you are you being honest with them are you being honest with yourself about your relationships are you being raw and real now again this process takes time i think a big part of it is like nourishing your body and letting your body take time to acclimate eclipses actually affect our um, sympathetic nervous system it inf it, uh, it impacts the energetic flow of uh, of the neutrinos on the earth so this is a big deal like our bodies respond somatically to eclipses so give your body time to relax after the rebirth and it's going to be a double feature right it's a double whammy it's the eclipse on the 25th on tuesday it's also the second eclipse on november 8th so you're going to get two like reboots like defibrillators to the heart this is very much the heart because it's Venus. So give your body time to come down from that information reboot, from the information um, influx that comes in after your body responds to new like waves of, of energetic information. Now I'm gonna read um, I'm gonna read something for you guys, and it is yeah, let's see, Elias Lonsdale. We're gonna read some Elias Lonsdale on the toilet. Here we are, uh, two degrees of Scorpio. This is where this eclipse is happening. I'm going to read you Elias Lonsdale's beautiful word. I call them word sculptures for two degrees of Scorpio. Something for you to just meditate on. This is the exact, like, this is the word sculpture for the exact degree of this solar eclipse that's happening on Tuesday, conjunct Venus relationships, okay? It is a large, stately bronze horse. Mm, a horse. Okay. 
we ride them. Okay. Pride. Stupendous and rigid pride. I am right. <laughs> you have held tightly within reputation, stature, the highest standards, the way it should be. Revering the authority that is central. Vastly given over to schemes and dreams. Idiosyncratic and self-referential. Immune to reflection. Driven from before. And always standing up for yourself forcefully, while inwardly self-betrayal oriented and doubtful. Political intrigue. Maintaining the appearance. You don't know how to stop. Karmically transfixed by convictions, forces, factions, and biased points of view that seem inevitable. Nothing ever changes. Stuck with the same destiny edge, deeply at the mercy of what has gone before. A link in a chain, strictly in force. Wow, that's intense. Woo, karmically transfixed by convictions, forces, factions, and biased points of view that seem inevitable. Sounds like the political climate in the U.S. right now. Very, very intense. This is going to end on election day at eight degree, uh, 15 degrees of Taurus, I believe. Let me double check that. Yes, 1559 of Taurus. So that's 16 degrees of Taurus for Elias's book. Let's read 16 Degrees of Taurus. Why not? Let's read the end point of this eclipse so that we get the full picture. <sighs> okay, very different. Taurus 16 is a young girl and boy explore a perfume counter. <laughs> different than the bronze horse, right? Weaving polarities adroitly with alchemical awareness of what can come from the right combination. You are fascinated and awestruck by all the various combinations, facets, and ways the life force distributes itself and plays itself out. The rapt admirer of the wisdom and beauty of nature, transfixed by what happens around here, coming at things always from yet another side, yet never feeling that it is enough. There is more to be done, infinitely more to partake in. The world is an open book, and it magnetically almost hypnotically, draws your attention and interest to what is needed next, to what is emergent and outstanding, as life matches dreams, and dreams encompass fantastic variety and vivid spectrum to lose yourself in and discover everything through, from one end of the earth to the other. Wow, you know, it's funny. The, the second eclipse feels harder to me in terms of the astrological dynamics, but this Elias Lonsdale word sculpture is much more hopeful on the other side. So I think hopefully that leaves some folks with a sense of optimism. I know it's happening. That second one is happening on Election Day, which is going to be a very emotional day for the entire country of the U.S. and perhaps the globe because we are, uh, you know, we affect the globe very much in our current status. So, you know, there could be some optimism on the other side. I like it from Elias Lonsdale. But this, this first eclipse feels a little bit like we're releasing places. Um, that two degrees of Scorpio word sculpture sounded to me like we're replacing or releasing places in our lives where, where we were convinced we were right. You know, it's always dangerous when you're like, I'm absolutely right about this thing. Take time. Take time to let the eclipse queer you and change you around the places that you feel like you are very much uh, wrapped around, that you are so attached to. 
there is a moment of profound karmic detachment happening on Tuesday. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for listening to me uh, with this kind of wild audio. It's not my favorite, but we're going to deal with it. It's the south it's the south node eclipse, so I have to release my audio system for this. And I'm sitting on a toilet, so there's so many things to be releasing right now. I'm in the right position. Assume the position for this eclipse. I am here. Uh, reach out to me if you need a reading. This is a profound time for a reset. It's a beautiful time to get a reading. It's often, you know, I feel like knowing what's happening during eclipse season is just so important for your own mental health, psychological health, and sometimes physical health. So reach out. My link tree is in the show notes. I love uh, reading for folks. I love reviews of this podcast and ratings. Please rate and review and share with your friends. It's good for overall collective consciousness, in my opinion. All right, well, this is Marvel A. Rex uh, phoning in from the toilet in a hotel room in Florida. I will see you next week uh, from the studio, which is a closet, by the way, but much better audio next week. And until then, take care. Good luck with this eclipse. Take things slow, steady, breathe, and I hope this was helpful. I'll catch you next week. (laughs) 